are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. My name is Tidey Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. On today's show, we're going to be getting into some offensive numbers from the first half of August for the Mariners and see who's trending up, who's trending down, and who's kind of in between then we'll get into this upcoming series with the texas rangers down in arlington the mariners starting that one tonight their final series of the year against the rangers and finally we'll wrap things up with a little bit of trivia i'm sure to the delight of my co-hosts but first if you like the show make sure to follow or subscribe to it wherever you prefer your podcast we greatly appreciate it All right, Colby, let's get into these numbers. Overall, it has not been a very good month for the Mariners. They are 26th in batting average with a 235 average, 24th in OPS at 691, 20th in WRC Plus at a clip of 96, 24th in runs scored with 53. But some good news here. They have the eighth highest walk rate in the league, 9.4%, 13th lowest strikeout rate, 22.6%, 22.6%, 13th highest hard hit rate at nearly 40%, and they're tied with the White Sox for the 25th lowest batting average on balls in play at a 280 clip. So when you combine that and their hard hit numbers, it seems like they might be getting a little unlucky this month. Overall, though, this team has mostly been unable to convert in key situations. That was a big story of their road series against the Yankees last week. So, you know, I'm wondering, what have you seen from this offense as a whole? And what do you think has led to some of these issues for them? Yeah, it's there there has been a bit of bad luck. There was the game in Texas, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago where they lost three to two. uh, It was the game Swanson uh, blew and and it just seemed like everything Mm -hmm. was hit on a line um, or the game Castillo Mm -hmm. blew. Uh, everything was hit on the line. It was just Adolis Garcia was just making catch after catch after catch. It was it was a very annoying series. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand the unlucky part. Uh, you know, a big part of it is is that guys who were hitting uh, for pretty much the entirety of the season have kind of gone into the tank. Jake Braley's been bad since mm. his return from the uh, the COVID IL. Uh, Mitch Haniger yep. hasn't been good, and he, he he looks like he's trending worse. He's he's chasing. A lot more pitches. Uh, he's not doesn't really have any plate discipline right now to speak of. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's those two guys who have been you know really carried your your offense in in June and July. They uh, they've been bad the last few weeks, and and you're not getting really anything out of Cal Raleigh right now. Um, so left field is kind of a black hole because you're not getting anything out of Fraley and Dylan Moore is still too uh, inconsistent to to really count on anything. So. You just have a couple of holes in your lineup that that you know you can't fill. So uh mm-hmm. it's it's a bummer, but it's really comes down to uh Haniger uh really really falling off the table here and, and Jake Braley ever since his return from the uh the COVID IL, those two guys have struggled and uh it's mm-hmm. not uh it, it's not it's not working. Particularly for Haniger, right. he struggled with in the power department. He's still getting a fair amount of hits, but he's not really, you know, home runs, doubles, and 
your offense doesn't have a lot of that, right? It doesn't have mm-hmm. a lot of home run power and double power. So you kind of have to string hits together. Right. And when, you know, three to five guys in your lineup are, are struggling at the same time, it's really hard to string hits together. So you're, you're kind of in this mm-hmm. weird uh, where you really need Haneker uh, in particular to, uh, to start driving the ball with some more authority. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a few guys there. Let's get into some individual numbers and, and we'll start with the good. Um, there are four hitters on the Mariners right now that are hitting for a WRC plus over 100. That's the average. Ty France with 160, Abraham Toro at 157, Jared Kelnick at 139, JP Crawford at 110. France and Kelnick especially are leading the team in slugging percentage this month at a clip of 527 and 521 respectively. And some more numbers on Kelnick here. 14% walk rate, just a 15.8% strikeout rate, and a 42.5% hard hit rate. It certainly looked like he's turned things around, and the numbers here confirm that. Is this Kelnick's ceiling for the season, or do you think he's only going to get better over the final six weeks? Um, I feel like this is probably you know, as good as we can hope for right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because this type of player is an all star, you know, so it, it, it would be mm-hmm. a it would be a, a little bit of a stretch to expect him to get any better because, um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's playing a damn good center field as well. I, I think he's ranked eighth now in defensive run saved in, in center field. So uh, the defense is coming too, and, and, you know, he's he's hitting, he's taking a ton of walks. He's not striking out. Uh, Kelnick is, is, you know, if this is what he is for the rest of the year, you're really excited about that because that's an mm-hmm. all star. You know, and I, I right. think expecting anything more is is a bit um, unfair, really. So, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, you, you hope, you know, if this is what he is for the rest of the year. That's great. Uh, if he, you know, goes down by 20 percent or so, that's still really good. So, uh, yeah, it's it's I, I, I wouldn't I would not be expecting another step forward. I think we're in the middle of his his biggest step of 2021. And then we'll we'll see. Sure. All right, and then let's you know just get into some of the bad here. You mentioned Mitch Haniger; he's slashing two forty six, two eighty six, three fifty one. He's striking out twenty five point four percent of the time this month. Uh, Jake Fraley, uh, you mentioned as well; he's slashing one eighty eight, two ninety seven, three thirteen. The walk rate is still pretty good, but he struck out thirty five point one percent of the time this month. Uh, right. Dylan Moore just twenty seven plate appearances, and you probably can figure out why he's slashing one thirty, two fifty nine, and you'll like this. 130 with a 29.6% strikeout rate in that time. And finally, Luis Torrens, you know, the hero of Saturday night's game has hit the ball hard and had some unfortunate luck, but this month overall, he's hitting just a buck 76 with a 200 on base percentage and 294 slugging percentage with a strikeout rate of 28.6% and a 2.9 walk rate. Um, which of these guys do you think is going to pop and maybe get back on track here over the next week or so? If any, uh, it, it feels like it's trends because like you mm-hmm. said, he is hitting the ball hard. Um, you know, it, 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 it was pretty bad for, I think he went two for 30, uh, you know, before the, uh, the single, uh, the walk-off single mm-hmm. against Texas. So he was in a pretty bad slump, but, uh, you know, in Toronto, he was hitting the ball hard, uh, more than once or twice. So, yeah, it feels like he's he's pretty close. Um, Fraley seems to get worse every day, so I, I I'm not feeling too confident about about mm. that rebounding anytime soon. Um, 
you know, Dylan Moore, the contact issues are, are still very real. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it, you hope it's Luis Torrens, but obviously if it could be anybody, you would want it to be Mitch Haniger. Uh, mm-hmm. but I just, I'm seeing Haniger chase sliders off the plate way too much. And he's also, yeah. you know, going after those fastballs that are about three inches off the inside corner. And he just, he can't, he can't do anything with those, especially in the power department. Like maybe he fights one off and bloops it into left field for a single, but he's not turning on that pitch and hitting it, you know, 380 feet. So yeah, you, you want it to be Hanniger, but based on what we're watching right now, Terence is really the only guy that I think is, is all that close to, uh, to breaking out. Yeah. Uh, Hanniger has been worth negative 0.1 war, um, in the month of August. It's just been, uh, and that's by fan grabs, by the way. Um, he's just been really w- rough to watch at the plate. And it kind of really, you know, came to a head there in that Texas series, the first game at home, um, you know, having the bases loaded and striking out there. Just um, you're not getting those clutch hits out of the, you know, out of the usual suspects right now. You know the the Fraley's the 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 Hanegers. You're not getting those guys that are really that were the driving force of your offense for so long. Ty France has been the one constant, right? Feels like mm-hmm. other than when he was dealing with that wrist injury, Ty France has been good throughout. Um, but everyone else has just it's been up and down. Um, and Hanegers certainly had quite a few ups and and, and downs uh, this year uh, overall. Just kind of a streaky player in 2021 all right coming up uh can the mariners finally win a series in texas that more but first i want to remind you this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc and mma action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts this is locked on mariners be sure to check in with us tomorrow as we recap tonight's action in arlington and get into tomorrow night's matchup between the mariners and the rangers but right now we're going to take a more broad approach to the series look at it as a whole and see exactly how these two teams stack up against one another going into this three-game series. In game one, it'll be Tyler Anderson for the Mariners versus Taylor Hearn of the Rangers. Then in game two, Marco Gonzalez coming off a complete game against Texas in Seattle last week. He'll be scoring off with Mike Fulton-Nevich. And finally, in game three, a day game, Chris Flexen against Spencer Howard. Colby, you know, we were just talking about the offense and who you think might pop. The Mariners facing one lefty, two righties. So who do you think could have a good series at the plate in this one? Uh, probably Ty France and, and Abraham Toro uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jared Kelnick. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and may, maybe JP. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not. It's Texas, so you would think you'd feel pretty good about going down there. Uh, scoring some mm-hmm. runs, but you know they were just down there, and and in the last two games they scored, 
I, I think five runs. So yeah, mm. it, it's it doesn't seem to matter where they're playing. They're they're not going to hit. So um, yeah, it, it's probably going to be the usual suspects, and then you're hoping that it's one more person. Um, mm-hmm. You it, it, it's in Texas, so you kind of you know you could play the Kyle, Kyle Seeger, uh, you know, in in Arlington card. Um, sure. And that's that's certainly something that that's on the table. And, and Seeger's been he was OK, you know, in late July and early August. He's kind of fallen back a little bit here. So, yeah, it, it feels like it's, it's going to be you feel pretty good about France and Toro and, and Kelnick. Um, and then you hope it's one more guy and, and kind of the guy who hits, you know, in between all of those guys is Kyle Seeger. So you'd like to see him uh, step up here in the series and uh, and do some damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Seager's a pretty good call. Um, Kelnick going up against a couple righties uh, should be interesting. Um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, for me, you know, it really comes down to the pitching for the Mariners, right? Um, we know that it's going to be solid. We know that it's going to keep them in the game. Um, you know, we talked yesterday about, you know, we've kind of lost some confidence in Yusei Kikuchi. Logan Gilbert right now is is really going through through it. Um you know, of these three guys right now, Chris Flexen, Marco Gonzalez, Tyler Anderson, I assume one of these guys are the pitcher are the starting pitcher that you trust the most, but which one is that? Is that Anderson? Is that Flexen? Is that Marco now that Marco's been good for the last six starts? Uh yeah, it's it's Marco. Um Okay. He's just he's got the bigger track record. You know, Anderson's mm-hmm. been okay prior to this year, and this year was kind of a you know, a breakout year, if you want to call it that. And it's still, you know, number four at best stuff. Uh, probably number five. Uh, Marco is, is you know, on on track. He's, he's trending very well right now. Um, and, you know, really, again, there was the first two starts of the year, he was awful. And since then, if you take out the one awful start against Texas at home uh, in his first game back from maternity leave, he was he's been good. He's been 2019-ish, Marco, um, and that's that's better than than you know 2021 Flexen and, and 2021 Anderson. So, uh, yeah, it's it's still Marco. Um, if if you know Seattle somehow sneaks their way into a, a one game playoff, and they get to decide who's going to start that game by some fluke, um, it, it I I would want Marco to get the ball. So uh, that's that's the guy I trust the most right now. Yeah, I think it, for me it's between him and, and Flexen, but Flexen hasn't been great on the road, right? Most of his success has come at T-Mobile Park this year. Um, so in terms of just this series in particular, yeah, I'm probably right there with you on Marco. Uh, Marco's uh, obviously has the track record, as you mentioned. The last six starts have been really solid. He's looked like vintage Marco, and he just pitched against this lineup you know, six days ago and had a complete game. Held them to just two hits, a home run from Charlie Culberson being the only run there for for Texas. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably um, leaning Marco as well, uh, and leaning Marco in terms of just the entire rotation right now. You know, Kikuchi, as we talked about yesterday, has been bad since the All Star break. You know, a little bit before that even. Um, you know, Flexen, like I said, has been inconsistent in his splits, and uh, Tyler Anderson is fine. Right. But he's not, you know, he's he's the number four. <laughs> and, um, you know, and Logan Gilbert has just been 
rough as as again as we talked about yesterday it's just been uh really rough to to watch him with the um the fastball usage and all that but um you know i'm gonna call my shot here a little bit though all right i think cal raleigh's gonna have a big series there's nothing that indicates it i have nothing to go off of there's no signs pointing towards it but i just kind of have a feeling that this might be the beef boy breakout well i mean that's definitely your usual method for picking these things. No evidence, sure. no facts. Just just throw it out there, nope. and, uh, and and hope it's right. Yeah, throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. Sure. I mean, yeah. there's there's literally no evidence to suggest that that Cal Raleigh is close to any kind of breakout right now. But nope, nope. But <laughs> but I'm just I'm I, I'm I'm pointing I'm pointing to the fences right now. You know, calling my shot. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hey, you know, the, uh, it doesn't usually go well for me, right? I believe this year uh, I said Evan White was going to be an all-star <laughs> as my bold prediction. Uh, that did not pay off very well uh, for me. But, hey, you know, uh, persistence is key and I'm just going to, you know, stay at it. I'm not going to give up and I'm just going to, you know, throw this out there again that Cal Raleigh is going to hit two bombs in this series from the left side. We're going to see that Jim Tomei-esque swing from the left side and Cal Raleigh is finally going to get on the horse, even though he has shown no signs of doing that whatsoever in the build up to the series. Yeah, okay. You let me know how that goes. <laughs> Do you have a bold prediction you would like to share for the uh I know you're a huge bold prediction guy. Uh I am indeed, except for mine are usually right. So um ah. yes. Big caveat. But that's because I don't make bold predictions. I use, you know, facts and, and analysis and eye tests. So my bold prediction is that mm. Cal Raleigh goes one for twelve with six strikeouts. Uh, uh no bold. It, it, very bold yeah. <laughs> you never said it had to be positive bold um <laughs> no i i i think um you know i i think dylan moore has uh a home run and a steal in the series okay i like that off of hern uh sure tonight all right uh yeah why not yeah he's been pretty good against lefties this year yep. Uh, so if that's if he's going to hit a home run, pretty good shot that it's going to happen against Hearn. Um, so, you know, just as much as you like bold predictions, right? I know you really love trivia. And in just a moment, I'm going to be putting Colby's Mariners knowledge to the test. I'm sure he's just absolutely thrilled about this. But real quick, once again, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or 
a car dealership. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, white fish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company, and right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15. $15 off your first box. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. This is Locked On Mariners, and it is time, Colby. The moment you have been waiting for. I'm sure you were just over the moon that I'm doing this to you on the air and forcing you to answer some Mariners trivia. And I'm I'm going to try to keep things fairly recent, though, all right? And by recent, I mean, like, within the last 13 years. So oh, definitely within the time that you've been consciously watching the Mariners. And I think you will get this one because it involves a player that you could say has some meme value. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So on this day in 2008, August 17th, 2008, the Mariners were in Minnesota at the Metrodome and the, and in the fifth inning, a Mariners pitcher threw not one, not two, not three, but four wild pitches tying the league record for most wild pitches in one inning. Who was that pitcher? That's supposed to be memeable? Yes. You want me to remember who's thrown four wild pitches in an inning? Um, Okay, so 2008. I'll start giving you hints if you can't figure it out. But I want to see if you can... Think about 2008. Think about the pitchers that were on that team. God, wasn't that like the... Oh, was that Carlos Silva and, and Jared Washburn? Or is that is that even... Oh, your first hint is that at the time of the inning, it was 6 nothing Minnesota. Okay, so... Hmm. So it wasn't a good pitcher. Um, was it a starter at least? Can you give me that? It's a guy who has started but was a reliever in this game. Oh, he was. Okay. That, um, that's what the 6-0 hint was, that it wasn't the starter. That oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So 2008, late in the season. Team was mm-hmm. pretty bad that year. Really bad. They were 47-76 and 76 at the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think of a player who may have played for the Mariners pitch for the Mariners specifically 
who didn't I, I can't imagine this is somebody who stuck around with the Mariners for a while, but I also imagine that it's probably somebody who caught traction somewhere else, which is why this is notable. Am I yes. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, 2008. Pretty sure Brandon Morrow was, wasn't here yet. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Let, let me let, let me ask you this. Uh huh. At any point in his career, was he famous for a unusual pitch? Ah, uh, <laughs> it's possible. Was he? It's possible. It's, so it's, it's certainly it's, possible. It's R. A. Dickey. It is R. A. Dickey. Pre knuckleball R. A. Dickey, right? And as if the four wild pitches weren't enough, there was also a pass ball. <laughs> Do you want to take a? Do you want to take a swing at who the catcher was that was credited with that pass ball? Miguel Olivo? No. Kenji Jojima? It was Kenji Jojima. And by the way, despite five balls getting to the backstop in that inning, the Twins scored just two runs, and both were on two of the wild pitches. <laughs> so not a so it wasn't day even for... that bad of an inning. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. Banner day for R.A. Dickey, apparently. By the way, uh, real fast, Jojima, very underrated player. Good player. Yes, good player. And we'll talk about him in a second again. Oh, okay. The Mariners ended up losing that game 11-8. to The starting pitcher was Ryan Furibin. <laughs> okay, lefty. Sure. Who gave, who gave up five runs in the first inning of this game. Ouch. The Mariners were down 8 to nothing after Dickey's inning. But they actually mounted a comeback late and totaled 16 hits. Adrian Beltre went deep. Vladimir okay. Ballantin went deep. There it is. And Kenji Jojima made up for his pass ball with a solo shot the very next inning. There we go. By the way, Colby, do you remember Brian LaHare? I do. Yeah. Did you know that heading into this game, he was hitting 296, 352, 407? I did not he was know what He was quite literally one of the best hitters on the Mariners side here. <laughs> and he had an RBI double in this game. Brian LaHare, Mariner legend, Brian LaHare. Doesn't seem good. It uh, it was a pretty bad year for the Mariners that year, for sure. Um, that was what one of the last was... years for the Metrodome as well. That was oh, 2008. This was 2008? Yeah. I honestly didn't remember that Joe Jumo was on the team that late. I thought he was like 2004 to 2007. Anyways. I think he made it till 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> I saw that today and I was like, all right, we have to talk about this on the show. There's just too much crazy stuff in this game not to talk about this. Ryan Fairbend. By the way, did you rem- uh, did you know that Ryan Fairbend made a return and started a game for the Blue Jays in Blue 2019? Jays. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know with, that. With as, Vladimir as Guerrero Jr. <laughs> at first base. Yeah, he came back as a, as knuckleballer. a knuckleballer. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I I didn't look up the numbers on that, but I assume that it it did not go well for Mister Fairbend. 
Um, I'm gonna say probably not. Yeah, it, especially against the White Sox. Now, of course, that's that's pre you know breakout White White Sox. I don't think they were really that good in 2019, if I remember. But I mean, they they still had Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, etc. So I'm I'm sure it did not go super well for uh, Roll Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a Mariner the, legend, nonetheless. Did you just have the one question? Yeah, that was just the uh, yeah that was the trivia question oh, of the day. Just one. That huh? was our, okay. Yeah, just just one for today. I didn't want to overwhelm you. Considering I, I nailed it, I thought maybe you'd have a backup, but. No, 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 no. I had my other facts. I had my other facts that I wanted to talk about because it was more about the game itself than the actual <laughs> trivia question. I just thought it was incredible that this, the, how crazy this game was. The Twins had 17 hits, right? The Mariners had 16, and the Mariners were down 8 nothing, and they would have tied the game had they been able to hold it down through innings 7 through 9. It was 8, like I said, it was 8 nothing through the 6th inning. And they ended up scoring eight runs. They would have had an incredible comeback against a pretty decent Twins team that year. I mean, that was, you know, Joe Maurer. That was Justin Morneau. That was all those guys. Denard Spann was leading off for the Twins. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good players on that Twins team. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so, tomorrow, I think we're going to talk about these new jerseys that leak. These Player Weekend jerseys that have come across Twitter. I don't know if you, the listener, have seen them yet. I think they're pretty cool, but we're probably going to get more into that because maybe it's a little preview into what's to come for a possible Jersey rebrand that we've heard about from time to time over the last, what, year or so? These rumors have been out there about the Mariners getting new jerseys. It's been a while now. Uh, For new Mariner jerseys? Yeah. Yeah, the rumors? Uh, yeah, It's been yeah, like yeah. a year or so now that these have been rumored, right? Yeah, but we always kind of pegged... Uh, you know, this winter as kind of the, the reveal day. And I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's been heavily hinted by, you know, none other than Kevin Martinez himself, that that's, what's going to happen. Um, right. it just, you know, it makes all the sense in the world to do it this winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. We're also going to get into, you know, tonight's action and what's to come tomorrow. Uh, so that's going to do it for us today, but feel free to keep the Seattle sports vibes going, of course, because I mean, if you're a Seahawks fan, today is a, pretty big day for you jamal adams signing an extension with the seahawks so if you want to get caught up on that check out locked on seahawks with corbin smith rob rang and nick lee they're going to recap all the action from saturday's preseason opener between the seahawks and raiders they're also going to get you ready for the saturday's matchup against the broncos and talk about the jamal adams extension of course so for colby patnode i'm ty dan gonzalez and this has been locked on mariners be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.